I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn a, into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is like chemistry lab. I You're just, on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help Let what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Paulie Sevilla. I'm Stephen Fontes. We welcome you into a Thursday edition of Orange Nation. A few guests lined up for you on the show today, 1230. Mark Capello, member of CUSE Council. We'll talk some NIL with Mark Capello. Coming up at 1 o'clock, former student of mine. She's been on the show before, Claudia Bellafato, sports betting analyst, host of the Ultimate Betting Show on Nesson. She'll join us to preview the series that uh, starts tonight between the Red Sox and Yankees. And then our good friend Aaron Solomon, head of strategy at Esquire Digital, will join us at 1.30. A lot to get to with Aaron, including this whole topic of conference realignment and expansion. And you brought up an interesting topic before the show, something we should ask Aaron uh, about, you know, you said can can conferences kick out members at this point? Because that angry John guy that gets rid of his uh, season tickets every show. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say every year. <laughs> You're right. Every show, he, he gives he gets rid of them every show. It's weird. Um, but he brought up a point. Like he mentioned Purdue yesterday, and I was like, Purdue's not going anywhere. But then I was thinking, why not? If they can expand, why can't they throw out teams? Like you remember the Big East booted Temple. Yeah. You brought up the example Vanderbilt yeah, off there. Yeah, who wants Vanderbilt? Yeah. It's in a great city. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. It's about its only redeeming quality. Like, could they chuck them? I don't know. We can ask Aaron. They're a bigger piece of the pie for everybody. I mean, I don't know what is in their, their bylaws and in the agreement that like, they there, have like, I'm place. sure here, here's $10 million, get lost, kid. Go go play in the American. $10 million, that's that's chump change. Yeah, I know. Uh, not co- not compared to the rumors about what ESPN is offering the Pac-12 now. <laughs> well, do you want to get to that? I mean, we were going to get to that as uh, the show moves along, but we can we can start there if you'd like. I, th- I don't know why I'm obsessed with this topic, Steve. It's what everybody's talking about. Because what is Syracuse going to do? And and you said, you know, you're you're a guy who's got his finger on the pulse of the community. What's the uh, public cons- uh, well, like reaction to all this? As you know, we've been doing this show, and again over at Channel Nine, and and just you know talking to people in the community. It does seem like more people than I expected. I don't know if it's a majority, but I'd say a good number of people seem to be fine if Syracuse doesn't get in the Big Ten, if Syracuse doesn't get in the SEC someday. I'm talking if there's two super conferences. A lot of people I've been talking to seem to be fine with, well, they're not relevant in the ACC now. You know What makes you think they'd be relevant in the Big Ten? And as long as everything else is fine, like as long as basketball gets back to where basketball, you know, we expect basketball to be, lacrosse gets back to where we expect lacrosse to be, and across the board, I mean, you know, as long as everything else is fine, a lot of people seem to be content with football not being relevant. And if they're in this you know, third best conference or fourth best conference, they, you know, 
try to get to six and six every year, try to get to a bowl game, but a lot of people I'm talking to don't seem bothered by the notion that Syracuse probably won't end up in the Big Ten or the SEC. If it like, I'll have an issue with it if it if it goes to two. If, if it, it goes rem- to two, if let's it say it's the way it is right now. I'm okay with it. Let's say there's 24 teams, 24 schools in each conference, and it's so you're talking about the the Power 48, and Syracuse isn't included in that. Yeah, I'm not okay with that. No, even if basketball's fine, is basketball fine, or do you become like UConn? I don't know. I mean, there are plenty of really Schools good programs. Left, yes. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of really good programs. Like, you know, there's no guarantee Kansas is going to be in that that top forty-eight. I mean, you would expect them to be. You don't know for sure. Kansas has a great basketball program. If Kansas isn't in one of those two conferences, they'll be fine. Maybe there's a football conference of the like I created the What About Us, yeah. and then the basketball is just insane when you add Syracuse to the Big East and Duke and yeah. Kansas. <laughs> Uh, who knows? But I'm not okay with that. Those people you talk to are not very bright. That's not a good thing. I mean, I guess the way that I look at it is, you know, those people are right that football isn't relevant now. If you would you will rather, never be relevant well, if that happens. I understand, but if you right, definitely. If you go to the Big Ten, though, people are saying, well, we, you know, Syracuse can't compete against those schools, and and they certainly can't right now. But they're not really, you know. They're not really competing in the ACC at the moment. So wouldn't you rather make a gazillion dollars in the Big Ten and be irrelevant as a football program than not make a gazillion dollars and yes. still be irrelevant? Yeah. That, that's kind of where I sit on this. Would of you course rather you, you be, be just the absolute garbage of the Big Ten? Yes, I would. That's what I'm saying. I would. Like, do you want to be Rutgers? You, you, yes, you would want, yes, right? Yes, I you would, would like you to would be Vanderbilt. That. If that's what it comes to, and yeah. we don't know. that It seems to be that that's the way that it's trending. That's what everybody envisions, is someday it's going to be two super conferences, and are you going to be, you know, are you going to be a part of it? And I think if you're Syracuse, you got to do everything you can to be a part of it. I would be, uh, like, sliding into the Big Ten's DMs and trashing uh, Rutgers. They don't care about you. You know how... Be like a guy to a girl who's got a shady boyfriend. And just be like, yeah, he's, look at all the red flags. He doesn't. He's not into you. He's only looking for one thing. What's your five-year plan with him? Do you see yourself with him in five years? No. We're Syracuse. We'll take care of you. So the only only college in in New York that, that's, that's right. being discussed. That's right. right. Did you know that? Did you know that? How to play that up? Did you know that, sweetheart? Big Ten, honey, we're the only school in New York. Well, that was obviously a big reason why Syracuse was accepted in the ACC. They give them the New York City market. Big Ten already has Rutgers, though. So I don't know how much that you know you could play it up all you want. I don't know how much that's going to matter to the Big Ten. Your, your current guy doesn't even have a job. Look at him; he's Rutgers. You don't need him. Oh man, this is bad. I I think the ACC will be okay. I th- I do. I think that there's going to be three. I think there's going to be three conferences. I the do ACC think it's going to definitely be not as good. Yeah, but it'll be okay. I I think it's it, I think the ACC is going to be okay in the short term because again, the more you look at this, and this is a topic for Aaron Solomon as well. But the more you look at it, I don't know how Clemson, Florida State, Miami can get away. Carolina, for that matter. Um, they may want to get away, but it doesn't look like 
and, and we can ask Aaron Solomon about the language of the contract, it doesn't look like they'll be allowed to get away without paying an you know an unbelievable amount of money. Um, probably not worth it at this stage. So I do think the ACC is okay short term. Is the ACC okay long term? That remains to be seen. The closer you get to twenty thirty six, the more those schools are going to look around and say, okay, maybe it is worth our while. Like when do we jump? You know. So in terms of it, does seem like the Power Five is going to be at least a Power Four here in the not too distant future. What happens with the Big Twelve? The Big Twelve has their eyes on six schools from the Pac twelve. If the Pac-12 schools can hang in there, and if there is is really some truth to these rumors slash reports of a, it's not going to be a merger as we talked about yesterday, but a partnership between the ACC and Pac-12, maybe that's enough for those six Pac-12 schools to say no thank you to the Big 12, to hang in there with the Pac-12, and then you know strengthen numbers as they kind of join forces from afar with the ACC, and and then maybe, you know, that becomes the the power four. And then, you know, again, maybe they poach, maybe the Pac-12, meaning they, maybe they poach a couple of schools from the Big 12, and then the Big 12, I don't want to say dissolves, but maybe crumbles or splinters off, and, and then you're left with, with four power conferences. Um, I think that would be the best-case scenario for the ACC right now, is I think you hope that that happens, opposed to, I'm not sure you want the Big 12 to gobble up the Pac-12 schools because then the ACC misses out on that potential extra revenue that they're talking about right now. Let me ask you something. If you're the, why why could the Big Ten not just say Rutgers, Maryland get lost right now? And if you're the ACC and they do that, do you gobble up Rutgers in Maryland? Well, why but why why would they do that? I mean, more you, money. But you got New York City, you got Washington D.C. with those two schools. Yeah, they don't need it. I think no. Vanderbilt's the better example. No, but they don't need them anymore. You don't need them for TV market. You've got the money. I still think that those schools bring value. You've got Los Angeles now. I, I know. I still think those schools bring value because of where they're located and the markets that they get that they give you. I do think Vanderbilt's a better example because who's you know trying to get the Nashville market? I mean, it's a, again, it's a great city, but in terms of a TV market. It's it's not a coveted market, right? You want you know Chicago Rutgers, and DC Philly. and New York, right? But nobody cares. Like we say that nobody in Philadelphia or in New York City gives a hoot about Rutgers. I said it a hoot. You don't think they do in, in New York City? I mean, I no. I, I realize from a it's a professional sports town, but I mean they've got a strong alumni base in both of those cities. You remember going to the Big East tournament down there? Nobody went to watch Rutgers. Yeah, but Rutgers isn't good or wasn't good. Yeah. If they were good, they oh, would so be there. Stay home and watch about TV? No. Nobody cares about Rutgers. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's true. You're just saying that like it's fact. It's fact. They play in an arena for basketball that holds about two people <laughs> and their football stadiums not much bigger. You just added UCLA. I know. I know. And you got LA. UCLA and USC. You boot Maryland and Rutgers out, you got more money for everybody. They have, they have, like, wasn't the reason Temple got kicked out was because they could not keep up with attendance at the football stadium? 
I mean, wasn't Temple that, wasn't that the excuse to be? I, I think so. I think so. Um, again, just to, to go over the the top markets in the country, right? Top five markets: New York, L.A., Chicago, Philly, and Dallas, Fort Worth. Okay, but you can be on and yeah, I'd say the same thing about the, there's not enough eyes in New York City to make Rutgers like. Well, they took them for a reason, viable, right? That's yeah. Maybe they, they've learned their lesson. Like I'll say the same thing about Syracuse. Not enough people in that huge city care about Syracuse to make it a TV market where people are going to tune in. I don't know. I, they, again, they they crunched the numbers. They took Rutgers and Maryland for a reason. I, I don't think that they would but not, yes, kick them out. Was, I don't know if they can kick them out. I know, I, I'm again, just it's, it's, a, out loud. it's a question for Aaron Solomon. I don't know if they would want to kick them out, though. I really don't. I, I kind of see it. Like You make more money per school, and then maybe you could add another better football program. Things go in cycles, though. Not for Rutgers and Maryland. Like, well, Maryland's got all that Under Armour money. Yeah, but they don't have to share it with anybody. In the no, but I'm saying, like, just like you know, Phil Knight got Oregon really good but with Oregon, Nike money. Who you know? Who knows? Maybe Maryland does become good in football. I don't know. Things go in cycles. Rutgers was the hottest ticket in town for like a year. When they got a recruit that decided he wasn't going to go to Syracuse because they fired the coach, <laughs> that was what changed their program, and now they're back to what they were. So, so you think the pack or the the it, Big Ten just, rather? You I'm, think the Big Ten would prefer Syracuse over Rutgers? No, no. no. Okay, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to add Syracuse because they kick Rutgers out. I think they do want to get. I mean, you you would want a school that gives you New York. Just like they wanted a school that gave them L.A., and they got two of them and two of the biggest brands in the country. Okay, so if you could kick Maryland and Rutgers out and add UNC and, let's say, what other school out of the ACC? That, well, you, or you either Miami Florida or Florida State. State. Right, Florida State or Miami. Well, um, like I'm in New York. I'm watching Miami play football over Rutgers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't it it might be a moot point cuz I don't know if that again, I don't know if that's possible. If you're the ACC, do you take them? Um You may have to because you may be losing. Well, I was going to say politically speaking, I I don't know how that would play with if if Maryland came, right? I don't know if the you know the the presidents and chancellors. I'm not sure they'd be like, oh yeah, let's let's bring them back. Who knows? I don't know what's happening, but I do know it sure is fun to talk about. So you like you like this topic. You don't like the bubble anymore, but you do like conference expansion. This is the bubble of life right now. Survival. Yes. This isn't a, this isn't one NCAA tournament we're talking about. Like, this is Sir, all I can see is them putting Syracuse's candle out at the end of the show. Every I can't find a way to see them moving on, and that's sad for me. But let's just hope the ACC saves us. Right? There's a lot of ACC schools right now hoping that the powers that be at the ACC figure this out. Right? You know. I, I do think they have a little bit of time. I do because what a year or two. 
I I don't know. I think I, I don't is, know what isn't the, the the Notre Dame contract with NBC up in 2025, I believe. That sounds about right. I know it's a few years off. Again, they they don't need to make a decision in the next couple of weeks, but the Pac-12 may need to make a decision here pretty quickly. Well, they're going to force the Pac-12 and ACC to play each other, ESPN. Right. ESPN, if, if this happens. ESPN wants the rights to their networks, Yep. and they have to play one. I mean, that if you're the Pac-12, though, again, I don't know if that's a, a bad thing, right? If if ESPN take you know kind of takes you over, takes over your network, like y- right. you want to have a network. If those six schools jump to the Big Twelve, you don't have a Pac-12 anymore. Yeah. So yeah, you do what you have to do to survive yeah. at this point, and then you get through that contract. The uh, the other interesting thing would be does this does this get rid of the ACC Big Ten challenge, and it now becomes the ACC Pac-12? That, that's a great point. I because that, you, if I was the ACC, that's what I would do. That's a great point. Yes, if you're ESPN, and that, that's and, probably and what that you do, right? And that makes the scheduling a lot easier for basketball. Your one game will be in that every year. Uh, you're right about the Notre Dame contract. It runs through 2025. $15 million annually. And then now Syracuse is also going to be forced to play one, I think, football team from the Pac-12 every year. That's not. That doesn't... Follow my pattern of. Uh, well, again, it depends on scheduling. Who, it depends on who that is, though. I mean, yeah, I I would like to see Syracuse and Stanford play. They're they're kind of. We talked about this a couple of years ago. That'd be that, fun. That Stanford. I I think you you hope that you hope that that is the equivalent. You hope you become Stanford, right? Stanford winning eight nine games every year, going to a bowl game. You've got the you know the academic reputation there. Um, I think you you hope Syracuse becomes the Stanford of the East in, in that regard. Yeah, that'd be a cool matchup. I mean, but, you know, there's there are some good teams They'd out all west. It'd be fun right now but, for the first couple of years because it'd be the first time you're playing them. Yeah, and that but that's not a murderer's row necessarily. Like you look well, at no, that conference. Well, no, that USC's gone. Right, yeah. and yeah. UCLA. You got you Arizona. Know, Oregon State, you know, Arizona State. Arizona and Syracuse, man, back in the heydays, there was years where – those were the two best, you know, you had football and basketball both humming along in yeah, the 80s, sure. and they were powers. Michigan was like that. Yep. Ah, the good old days. And the Pac-10 was the Pac-10. We're back to the Pac-10 right now. I know. <laughs> Still call themselves the Pac-12. <laughs> they only have 10 at the moment. Yeah, they can't expand either, according to uh, ESPN, if they want to keep, keep, keep the this, piece of the pie the way it wanted, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although again, if you could grab two teams out of the Big Twelve, why? Why They're not? not the ACC or the ESPN said no. Just stay how you are. All right, three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. If you'd like to check in on this topic, we will uh, hit our first commercial break here. Uh, more on this topic uh, when we return. You're listening to Orange Nation on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation, Steve. The artist of the day, you kind of raised an eyebrow when I told you this. Sticks today is the artist of the day. You know why, Steve? Well, you told me before the show. Because on this day, you could have played along. It's Why, Paulie? Because on this day in 1977, 7777, Sticks released 
the Grand Illusion. And from there, it was all downhill. That was Renegade number 16 on the Billboard charts in 1979. Also, if you're a Steelers fan, they play that at uh, the, the, the Ketchup Stadium, and everybody goes nuts. I was surprised uh, how many stick songs I actually know. Yeah. You don't mess around with sticks. They're they're legit. A lot of them are really soft, and they they could be confused, as you would say, with Chicago or Air Supply at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> but they could also rock like Renegade. That's right. Very, very versatile. Very talented. Very versatile. Um, all right, let's uh, go to the phone lines. We've got uh, Rick in Syracuse kicking us off on the show today. Hey, Rick. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Quick thing. Go ahead, oh, Rick. Oh, uh, two quick things. One is they're never going to get rid of Rutgers and Maryland because they're on the cable systems down there, and they get money for those teams being on the cable system on the Big Ten network. So if cutting the cord continues on, maybe that changes. But if they're carrying the Big Ten network on those cable systems, they're getting money for those. And they don't care if you watch or not because they're getting but. Here's the question. Subscribers. Are they carrying it because those schools are there? Like, because we got the Big Ten Network in Syracuse. We do. But if you get rid of those schools, they're less likely to carry those networks. They're guaranteed to carry them in the Baltimore, D.C. area now, as long as Maryland's in that network. So the Big Ten is not going to get rid of them because they lose revenue right off the bat if they got rid of them. Yeah, and, and I, that, two, it's a, that's a good point. And I, I, I'm i with you on that, Rick. I, I don't think. You don't big, think Penn State's got a big. Following in New York City, they got a huge they, base. They all do, but they're not going to get rid of. They're not going to. No one's. No one's. De, no one's contracting. They're all expanding. If you have a, a team that plays the New York market and the Baltimore DC market, you're not getting rid of them because who are you replacing them with? Yeah. Things yeah. are only going to get bigger. So if you said we need more money. Why, if you're going to get to 24, why would you get rid of those two markets? All right, then why would you have Indiana in your league anymore? Because they've always been there. Yeah, but who cares? You, you don't care about that. You want money. That's all that matters. Uh, actually, I think Indianapolis is a bigger market than Syracuse, if you look at that market. They're going to get bigger. Their foot. They don't want a smaller footprint. They want a bigger footprint. Yeah, Indianapolis is uh, 25 in terms of TV yeah, markets. Yeah, these are markets. I mean, we all think that Syracuse is this big market. No, We're we not don't. a big market. Yeah, no, no. No one thinks that. It's just I we get market size. I just... I don't think that people are tuning in in those markets for Rutgers. I think it doesn't matter if they're tuning in. They're on the cable systems, and as long as cable still exists, they're getting a kickback from the cable system when they carry it. That, that's, the, that's the money where they're making. Yeah, I, I'm with the you, Rick. I, I, don't think, I don't think they're getting rid of a, a school in the, the D.C. or the right. New York market. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't think they're get, no, getting rid of the uh, Big Ten network in any of those markets, no matter who's in it. Possible, but they're guaranteed to be on there now. And the second thing is, is everyone says football, and I'm fine with football being mediocre. But when football goes to a mediocre conference, they get paid less money, and that affects the whole athletic. Right. So everything else will drop off as well when um, if we still have to pay for a football team with 85 scholarships, and the the revenue is decreased by 20 percent. Yeah. You have to with that 20% to fund the rest of your athletic department because they're not flushing cash right now. 
Yeah, and especially in this day of NIL, that matters, right? And and I said that at the top of the show, and I, you know, I I would rather be in the Big Ten and be irrelevant, make a, a gazillion dollars, than not be in the Big Ten and and be irrelevant. Because you're right, there's going to be a trickle down effect, and that will affect ultimately a, every other sport. Correct. It's a good, Have a good, good, day, gentlemen. good call, Rick. Uh, thank you. Thanks for checking in. Um, good stuff there from Rick. Uh, let's get another one. Um, in hold this on, one. I just want to. Yeah. I don't know if this is still true, but Comcast dropped the Big Ten Network in a number of its markets. This notably included Comcast customers in New York, despite the recent addition of Rutgers. Is that right? Yeah. I, I, I'm i with Rick. I don't see a conference giving up a, a team that's in the New York City market or the D.C. Again, what they're not good right now, but what if they do become good? You know, if Rutgers... Somehow emerges. It's, hard, it's harder for them to become good in this giant network. I know. I I don't think they're they're giving up. They're, as as he said, they're expanding. They're not contracting. Um, let's get another phone call in. Robin Baldensville up next on the show. Hey, Rob. Yeah, are you there? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. You're on the air. Uh, you guys, uh, the Syracuse is Syracuse is sitting in a situation where they, you know, they're weak in football. They're going to have a problem. The ACC's got to get proactive. And make something happen, picking up some of these other teams. Because if they don't, Syracuse is going to be the odd man out because the football program, basketball, they can compete, and they, you know people want to see their basketball. But football is very weak. And the other thing is, is that fifteen million dollars for Notre Dame for that for their contract, and it's up in twenty twenty five. That's a pittance. Fifteen million dollars, they're they're gone. But I can't see Notre Dame going to the ACC. Yeah, I don't think so either, and we appreciate the call, Rob. I don't think that's ever going to happen, and I know that the ACC and Notre Dame have had this, I would call it a loose partnership, right? I mean, or, I mean, they've been partners to some degree, and you know, if Notre Dame ever joins, it's going to be the ACC. That's what we were told. I don't think that's ever happening. I think Notre Dame's going to remain independent for as long as it can, and if, uh, if push comes to shove and they have to join a conference, it's not going to be the ACC. At least it's not looking like it the way things are going. Probably going to be the Big Ten. I mean, that would make the most sense for a lot of reasons for them to join the Big Ten. Notre Dame's been with NBC since 1991. So I know you said that that might be the, you know, I think it was you who said that, right? That that might be the one in is if the if the NBC walked away yeah. for whatever reason and said, you know, we're, we're not covering sports anymore. We're not, you know, we're not going to do college football anymore in this way. And then they became a free agent. Maybe, you know, ESPN could swoop in and you know there could be an alliance with the ACC I just I don't see it happening I don't see it happening Notre Dame's going to stay independent for as long as they can uh it's always been the way they've done things and and with the college football playoff expanding there's no urgency for them to join a conference am I being a nerd right now to try and find out uh what television networks all of Rutgers games were on last year you're only guaranteed two on the Big Ten Network Every year. So, who knows? I don't care anymore. I'm over it. Well, we're going to talk to Aaron Solomon later. We'll ask him if that's even a possibility, to his knowledge. If you can even kick somebody out in that way. Um, hey, Rutgers, Maryland. Hey, why, why would they get rid of Maryland? Mo- like, you're not get like, you add money by getting rid of teams. Well... Again, not necessarily. Not necessarily. The other question is, is USC a bigger net? Like, you, you're you're talking eyes on TVs in New York. 
USC is going to add eyes across the nation. Yeah. That's why they're so valuable. That's why right. they wanted them. The, yeah. And now you get rid of Maryland. Bye. Indiana. The number I saw was $77 million, That they wanted, the Big Ten only wants to add schools with a value of more than $77 million a year. And UCLA and, and USC hit hit that number. Um, I, I would expect that you're right on that, that Rutgers is pro- probably falls below that. I would certainly expect that. Um but again, in this day of expansion, I don't know if you would if you would contract and throw a couple schools back. I don't know if the ACC would take Maryland back, to be honest with you, given who's making the decisions. If if truly the presidents and chancellors are making the decisions, I'm not sure they're taking Maryland back in that scenario. But I don't think it's going to matter because I don't think Maryland's going anywhere. Uh, we need to take a timeout. We'll get to our first guest on the other side, Mark Capello, member of Q's Council. That's next on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. It's Stick Steve, the artist of the day on Orange Nation. Too much time on my hands. Hit number nine. On the Billboard charts in 1981, as we go up the, I'm back to going up the Billboard oh, okay. charts. All right, good. The, the Beatles just have too many songs. Yes. So we're going up the Billboard charts. Number nine, 81. Too much time on my hands by Sticks. You know this one? I do know this one. Sticks is fun. I think they play Syracuse every year. <laughs> every year, they just roll through town for some random reason. All right, let's go to our guest line. Bring on our first guest today. He's a member of the Cuse Fan Council. Mark Capello is our guest on the show. Uh, Mark, thanks for coming on. I guess first and foremost, uh, for for those out there listening to us that that are not aware of the Cuse Fan Council, tell us what you are, what this organization is all about. Well, the Cuse Council um, officially is confidential, so if I talk about it to you, uh, Paul, uh, Jordan's going to have to come out and shoot you, but uh, <laughs> actually, this is something that started, I think, under John Cunningham a few years back, and it was uh, an opportunity to get together a select group of fans from across various demographics, various backgrounds, various ties with Syracuse, and the mission is kind of twofold. Um First of all, we give input into the fan experience and the events at the JMA Dome and the other venues, athletic venues at Syracuse. And secondly, we'll sound, uh, serve as kind of a sounding board for some of the marketing initiatives. So I've been part of that for, my goodness, going on about six years now. Um, and it's, it's been an interesting look behind the scenes. But that really has nothing to do with the, with the project that we're going to talk about today. So let's talk about the project. And uh, from what I understand, you're starting up a new special uh, NIL deal with uh, Enrique Cruz. Can you tell us about this and, and how it came to be? Sure. Let me give you a little bit of background first. Um, I was living down in the Binghamton area for... Oh, goodness, about 40 years. Originally from Syracuse, but moved down there for work. And like all good retirees, when I retired, uh, we moved north and upsized. So we're back in uh, Onondaga County again. While I was down there, I hooked up with a bunch of guys virtually on the SyracuseFan.com message board and then got to know them a little bit to the point that we started tailgating together before all of the SU football games. And we tailgated in what at the time was called the Fine Lot, west of the Dome, and christened ourselves the Fine Mess Tailgate. 
So this group, well, we routinely have about 125 people at every one of our tailgates. I think we peaked at that big Clemson game a few years ago with over 300 people we fed that day. Um, about 10 of us that are part of that group started up a text chain. Um, sometimes when my phone pings at 2 o'clock in the morning, I wish I never was a part of it. But <laughs> it gives us a chance to kind of talk about not only Syracuse sports, but all kinds of different things. Um, when some of these big NIL deals were being announced at schools that I won't mention, they really go against what I think the spirit of NIL was. We started talking about that a little bit, and it was about the time the JMA uh, wireless deal was announced and the renaming of the Dome. So I kind of joked at the time. I said, hey, we ought to all throw in a few bucks, and we'll pay a player to serve as the name sponsor for our tailgate. And you know, I got a little ha-ha from this guy and uh, the thumbs up from that guy. Someone said, I'd throw 100 bucks into that, and someone else did, and suddenly we had a few hundred dollars and thought, this might actually have some legs. So we went out um, on the SyracuseFan.com board to get some feedback from, from the members there to see if they'd be willing to support it. And the thing just took off. And ultimately, I had over $10,000 in pledges. Wow. And the amazing thing is, you know, when you get a pledge on the Internet, you know what that's worth. 99% of them came through and, and sent me money. So, you know, at this point, we've got something. We know we've got something. I went out and registered on the influencer platform. Um, that's the platform that Syracuse University has partnered with to kind of give a communication link between the university and the fan base and the businesses in the area for uh, fostering uh, NIL deals. So I registered on that. That goes through SU compliance to make sure everything you're doing is on the up and up. You're meeting all the NCAA regulations, and uh, you're not doing anything that's going to get the university in trouble. Once you're registered, you've got uh, the opportunity to reach out to and contact um, any of the registered athletes at Syracuse University. I think there's 700 of them now, uh, both present and, and past guys. So a group of us got together. We, we put some criteria in place. We said, you know what? We're not going to look at the guys that are really likely to get big time NIL deals. Sean Tucker's going to be fine. Garrett Trader, Michael Jones, they're going to be fine. Let's focus on a guy that's probably not going to get a lot of big opportunities. Let's show some appreciation. Should be somebody that we think is going to see the field quite a bit, going to be uh, somewhat recognizable. And let's see uh, what we can do to really support this. So we came up uh, walking through the roster name by name um, with 24 players, sent a communication through the platform to those 24, telling them what we were all about, and asking them why they felt they would be the perfect partner for us in this uh, initiative. We got uh, about a dozen responses back, and a few of them really stood out. And, and I will say that we looked mostly at um, redshirt freshmen and sophomores, guys that were really just starting to forge their own personal band in the community. Um, as we walked through the roster, though, one senior stood out. And, you know, when you see Chris Allmore's name and you think about the Rhino, we wanted to make sure we at least reached out to him as well. So we did add Chris to our list. 
Um, as we walked through the responses, we kind of voted on things. And, uh, you know, the two that really came to the top of the list were Enrique and Rhino. And ultimately, we stuck with our criteria. And we chose uh, Enrique as our sponsor. But we had enough money accumulated that we did float a small deal to Chris, too. So we're going to take care of both of them. Nice. So, so tell us what it's all about. What, what do you know? They obviously get money out of it. What, what, what do they have to do to to get said money? Yep. So, primarily, um, Enrique will serve as the name sponsor for our tailgate. So, the fine mess tailgate is gone. We now have Enrique's Syracuse tailgate. We're asking him to give us a short video welcome before each of the home games. He's going to provide. Um, signed photos, and we're going to sell those photos at our tailgate. We're going to do a little bit of merchandising, too. We're going to do some T-shirts. We're going to do some koozies, and we're going to split the profits for any of the merchandise with Enrique. Um, what else are we doing with them? Uh, I, I guess the other thing that we asked is we asked for some signed footballs that we're going to give away at our raffles nice. that we fun at every one of our tailgates, too. Um, and, and as I said, we raised about $10,000. We've got uh, 5000 earmarked up front for Enrique. We've got 1000 earmarked up front for Rhino. We're also going to, or considering at each of our tailgates, going out to somebody from maybe oh, non-football sports and have them stop by and spend a couple hours for us, give them the opportunity to talk about their sports. You know, nobody talks an awful lot about uh, women's soccer or some of the other non-revenue sports at Syracuse. So we're going to pick somebody different each week to come in and offer them the opportunity for a small appearance fee to spend a little time with us, shake hands, talk about what they do. That's awesome. It's a great idea. Um, is there anything stopping, you know, like another group of fans from, you know, putting something similar together and, uh, you know, coming up with an NIDL? I mean, how, how, how can the average fan, I guess, get in on this? You know, I, I saw something on, on Syracuse.com this morning talking about the average deals and um, the average value of some of the deals that are out there. And it's not a lot. You can... Once you get registered through the the platform here, you can reach out to athletes, and you can um, you know do something with a, a small video message or anything like that. But what we really want to do, and I said we're one of the largest tailgates at Syracuse. We are not the only large tailgate, so I'm putting a challenge out there to all you other guys in Skytop and in Manly and all the other lots. Do exactly the same thing, and if anybody wants. Uh, share some lessons learned. I'm happy to talk to any of the other groups. You can find me on Facebook, reach out to me. And our goal wasn't to take care of one player. Our goal was to put an initiative in place that can be mimicked, mirrored, and maybe we take care of a dozen players that, uh, you know, as I said, aren't the guys that are going to get the six-figure deals. It's a great idea. Um, you know, last one on, on this Q's Council idea. Um, yeah. how, do, how does one become a member of Q's Council? Is it invite only? Can, can, they, nope. can someone seek membership and reach out to you? How does that work? Yeah, in fact, we just completed our membership drive for the 2022-2023 season. Um, when applications are open, that's posted on uh, Q's.com. 
and we publicized it the best we can through social media. So we had about uh, almost 100 applicants this time for nine open spots, and we just chose the members this week, and notifications going out now. All right, uh, Mark, last one for you because we're running short on time here, but yep. we got to ask you about the upcoming football season. We know it's a challenging schedule. Uh, what, what are you most looking forward to with this SU football season, and do you have a prediction for us on a, on a record? You know, as down as everyone was last year, and people were down, there was an awful lot that you could look at and point to, and it reminded me so much of the year before the 10-win season. We were competitive in virtually every game. We've got such a young team and so much of last year's roster coming back that I, I'm, I'm pretty bullish on us. Um, you want me to put a number on it? I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to put my orange colored glasses on and say we go at least eight and four. Wow. Um, I, honestly, I, I see no reason why we don't win six games and get to a ball game. <clears throat> and you know, before we close, I wanted to do one more thing. So I wanted to invite you, Steve, and Polly, and actually Jordan gets the first invitation. Come and join us in the fine lot before any of the games. It's the Henry Street lot now. We'll have uh, official uh, Syracuse T-shirts for you, and we'd love to see you. That's awesome. I appreciate the invite. Polly and I are both uh, you know, running around on game days, but if we can stop down, we absolutely will. Thanks so much. Okay. We, we appreciate the, uh, the invite, Mark. Thank you. Great, and thanks for getting my voice out there a little bit. Of course, uh, Mark Capello, Cuse Council am member. I safer to, am I safer to... You're a man of the people, Paulie, of course Am you I? Are. Yeah, you are. There's a few people that dislike me out there. Once they get to know you, though. No, I don't think that's true. <laughs> that's not going to help? No. Those message boards are mean to me. I don't know if you've ever read what they say about me on those. No, I I, I try not to. N- not that one in particular. Yeah. Maybe that one, but I don't know. But, yeah. The Internet says horrible things about me, Steve. Uh, but I keep trucking. That's a cool idea they came up with, though. Yeah. I like that. Way to take care of a few players. And, again, you know, he challenges other people to do the same thing. And hopefully this thing catches on. Great idea by the, the Q's Council. We'll take a time out here. We'll wrap up our number one next. The, uh, the Internet's a scary place. It is. You got to take everything on there with a grain of salt, Paulie. Oh, I do. I do. And I watch. And you you'll remember, get your, you'll, yes, yes, you'll get your comeuppance. <laughs> <laughs> Back after this.